0: Howdy there friends and welcome to Between Players. My name is Zach and today I'm chatting with my friend and friend of the show, Josh, about Sony Santa Monica Studios 2018 Greek Dad Simulator, God of War. Hey, Josh Isaac I've heard that you've played a lot of God of War yes I have
1: uh, I've played the story three times once on a uh, on
0: the uh, new game plus plus. and through that what would you say was one of the major hooks for you getting into the game
1: I think it's one of those rare games like it's like a nintendo game in the way that it that doesn't really have a hook like the entire thing is a hook you know what i mean like mm. that i don't sit down and i don't have to force myself to play it uh or you know like hey i got this new thing and it's really cool and I'm, i think i'm in the mood for this man it's to me i'm always in the mood for this god of war game uh it it was just so seamless from the story to the gameplay uh, you know i i there's just no resistance in anywhere, you know, even the difficult. Uh, and I don't, you know, I guess for the listeners, we should say that this is going to be a sp- spoilery podcasts like it,
0: we are yeah they absolutely going to spoil everything about this game yeah we're we'll so. definitely talk about a lot of the ins and outs <laughs> um the the one thing i want to emphasize about that um, when we're talking about the game and we're going to be talking about aspects of it we'll definitely be jumping around in time we're going to be talking about things that happen um that like if you don't want those a bit spoiled for yourself, definitely go play the game first and then feel free to come back and listen to the podcast because the experience of playing God of War I think really is everything. I think even with with the exception of one element at the end of the game, I think you could pretty much guess some aspects, right, like because we're introduced to the antagonist of the game pretty much right out the gate, right, with uh, Baldur and uh sure how he how he is going to be dealt with you know it's a it's a god of war game they're going to play by some of the rules um but uh i think the journey of it is really just going to be so surprising and like you said you played through it three times once as a new game plus i did it in in uh just one go and uh i could say definitively like it was a game that was hard to put down and um there was just something about how and we were sort of like before we started recording we were sort of chatting about it how it seems like sony has unlocked their they finally have um written down and perfected that flavor of game that their studio that is the mark of their studio if like if like super mario odyssey and zelda breath of the wild is the flavor of this generation's nintendo god of war uh, on PS4 is definitely the flavor of Sony's, uh, creative efforts. Right. So, and like I was saying, like, I
1: want that. Like I, like they, it started to me, it started with last of us. Um, and then, you know, God of war. I'm sure there was stuff in there that, uh, you know, games that I'm missing, but, uh, the through line is there. Like this year they did They had a banner year, man. It was, it was incredible. Like, uh, God of War was fantastic. Yep, uh, and then they hit you with Spider Man, which Spider Man was amazing. Horizon and was great. right Oh, Horizon. That that was it. That was one of the games that I was that I was missing. Yeah. A, again, all these games, different developers, uh, the same kind of feel. Mm-hmm. You know, like the same level of quality, where it definitely feels like Sony is backing the right horses on, on yeah on the, these games, and it seems like they're just giving them the resources and the time that they need to make to see their vision through mm-hmm. and it's paying off for everyone. I mean, the, the games are incredible. God of war is just one of many incredible products that have come
0: out of their, their stable of studios. Yeah. And you know, some, I think some game reviewers like to complain about the whole uh, reusing the name to, you know, sort of like indicate that this is the rebirth or uh, recontextualizing Recontextualization of a game, but I think there was something in the statement of it being God of War that uh, mm-hmm. seems sort of appropriate. Like if we had seen God of War 4 or something on the box, I think it would have belied some of the uh, genuine newness in its perspective and its components, and maybe would have turned a lot of people off i think uh it may have been like oh you know the expectation is oh, this is probably just going to end up being kind of the more of the same yeah absolutely and
1: to be honest when i first heard and i i'll preface this by saying i don't have a background with the god of war series i played oh, okay. i think i played i think god of war 2 for a little bit and was totally yeah. turned off by the the quick time events uh it just wasn't my thing um mm-hmm and uh so going in i thought wow god of war i mean it's the dude with the the blades and you know i don't Mm -hmm. know he's real angry and everything but then they had there were no blades they had that awesome axe that had uh you know the recall was a button that you had to hit and I was like, that's, that's really cool. Yeah. And then they said, oh, he has a son. And I was like, ah, I don't know. That seems like kind of a, again, like kind of a last of us. Like, I don't want to say a trope because giving a character, a, a family member to take care of is never really a trope. It's just a, but still to me, I was like, sure. I kind of see where you're going with this. But then, you know, you get into it and again, not to be, well, we are already, we've already given our spoiler uh, alert, but <laughs> you know, even at the very end of the game where they, like they describe, if you look at, uh the the Norse name that they gave Loki's dad it translates to cruel striker like that's the actual like name that uh, Laufey's husband had like mm-hmm. Loki's dad in actual Norse mythology right. and it, it just works so perfectly like they they just nailed it like it it you know and and to the way that uh uh and of course we didn't know this before the game came out but as you start playing the game you're like oh man they just really nailed it like it's it has a a really natural way to develop these characters uh relationships and you know even like and nothing like the the twist that atreus is loki that twist wasn't without it's uh they didn't not telegraph it you know like they actually if you look close enough they gave you that info kind of part way through like you know where And he finds out he's a God. Like one of the first things he says is, well, can I turn into an animal? And then he says something about turning into a wolf later. And that's, Mm -hmm. you know, that's some, that's a, that's a symbol that is associated with Loki. So I just, man, I could talk about this game forever. It's just an incredible, incredible game.
0: Yeah. And one of the things I think that is so interesting about those storytelling beats that they have created is in a sense, Um, Kratos is sort of inhabiting this other lore world Um, if you hadn't played the other God of War games like, um, and for those of you who are listening that are not super familiar the initial titles that were on PlayStation 2 and PlayStation 3 and the PS... Um, PS, not the Vita, but the one before that. Um, (laughs) the PSP, the PSP, thank you. Um, they were obviously like Kratos is a Spartan, he's from, he's a Spartan character from Greece. And sort of there's these like, it's sort of like Jason and the Argonauts. There's this, uh, there's this man who makes a deal with a god for superpowers to avenge his family and then goes on a, you know, murdering rampage and, um, you know, murder, murder for revenge. Uh, and, um, you know, it would it would be Kratos felling each of these huge Greek uh, pillars of mythology, right? Like just climbing the sort of Mortal combat chain of Greek myth- uh, mythological figures as he slowly murders his way back to, I suppose, inner peace. Um, yeah, the the Pantheon means <laughs> yeah. murdering the Pantheon. yeah, he's murdering the Pantheon. And in this, he has and a, a character this is this is very spoilery. A character does mention the fact that his presence, his very influence inside of Midgard has altered what should be. And um, I think that's very interesting that they're um setting up Kratos as a character who is a god in the pantheon of gods. Plural across the planet and how there's these other pantheons of mythology that he may be interacting with sort of like a alluding to his influence or his his character being woven into these other stories. And I think that is what part of the storytelling was so interesting to me is once you started to get past the basic parts of these jerks in Midgard or stopping this, you know, stopping our, our old buddy Kratos from paying his respects to his wife um, and grieving properly. Once you get past all that, there's this other thing that they're trying to do. Right. And it it's
1: interesting, too, that, like what you were saying about uh, his, like, like, look at his goals through God of War 1, 2, and 3. Uh, it was just, I just want to forget. You know, I just want to, you know, and then even at the end of 3, he moves to a completely different part of the world. I just want to go away. Like, I just want... I just want to be left alone. Right. You know? And he, like, he never, there's never any truth and reconciliation with Kratos. You know, it's mm-hmm. never like, I want to, I want to be, you know, uh, I want to do something to make it better. It's like, no, he just wants to be forget, you know? Yeah. He wants so to be gone. The, mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And so with, um, with Atreus, they really gave him a solid, you know he has to and even even just kind of stepping back a little bit even atreus says you were never there you know he was always out hunting he was always gone uh and so this you know you're coming in you the gamer are coming in and the audience are coming in at at a time at like a pretty pivotal time you know his wife's death aside a pivotal time in these, these characters relationships with each other, you know? And so that forces him to not be able to run away or forget, you know, like he's like, he, I can't do that. Like this, there's this other character that, uh, his son that, you know, he needs to develop a relationship with.
0: Yeah. He's going to have to come to terms with the fact that he has a a new set of responsibilities that extend past, you know, his legacy as, a Spartan looking to abandon his his past and cover up who he was, um, and that again, like right. the storytelling, like like we're saying, like the storytelling uh, leads into this desire that Corey, the director Corey Barlog, has of uh, getting all of the players and the audience and the people who are uh, engaging with this game to empathize with Kratos, and you're doing it largely through. Uh, through his interactions with Atreus, uh, whether, you know, in different points in the game, Atreus' sort of behavior, attitude, dialogue prompts, they all sort of, like there's this interesting arc or wave or circle of him developing. And as he's sharing these experiences with his father, he goes from being, you know, young and naive to being, um, uh, headstrong and, uh, egotistical to being, uh, respectful and more mournful. And he's maturing, you know, you're seeing this like as he's maturing, but so is Kratos. And there's just like beautiful, you know, matching of their two personalities where you've got, you know, you, the, there's this like meta thing of you, the player are seeing that this is the God of war. This is the, this is like going back to like the, this is the Sony sauce. This is the Sony thing that we want you to understand. Like these are characters that you can empathize with and enjoy, and you can, you know, do all the cool shit, like throw the Leviathan ax and smash a dude. And, you know, <laughs> totally like lay waste to your enemies but also like they're going to be able to speak and talk and tell you stories and you'll feel like you're them or with them or a part of them in that journey and you'll see them as as whole people and not just uh, angry Kratos, god of murder uh, you know there's not a single lever that is um, being pulled uh, uh, arbitrarily right
1: yeah. Right. Right. And so. It's, and it's fascinating too, because what you were because, what you were saying about, the, the growth of Atreus as a character, right? Like it's it's mm-hmm. this really traumatic event, ca- you know, required both of them to work together, to achieve a goal, and clearly you know atreus wasn't doing great because he didn't know that he was a god and he had to come to terms with that and sure. it's because kratos didn't tell him and they set it up pretty early in the story that kratos is a pretty bad father you know like he like uh one thing that kind of got me and i i think a lot of you know just people i've met in my life have said some flavor of this but that i've never really kind of agreed with but it was but it's so it's awesome that he said it he goes uh, no, you have to close your heart to it. You know? Like, yeah. Uh, when, at the very beginning, you know, with uh, oh uh, Faye's death, and, you know, like, uh, he's like, no, you have to close your heart to it. And that's, that. you know, I think I saw where Corey did a spoiler cast somewhere or did an interview where he said, that is, they put that in just to show you how crap Kratos was at this dad thing, you know? Right. Like, he... That, that's what they taught him in the Spartan military to turn him into right. killing machines. You know, that's not... So, do I, not, I thought that that was...
0: Yeah, do not show empathy. You have to be this... Yeah, like, yeah, it's so interesting that there that the game isn't only just telling you, like, isn't just showing you what to expect with this character, but also there's they're, they're directly addressing a certain right. f- type or time period of... Parenting, where this was the norm, and yet Kratos is like kind of like a cipher for a certain generation of dudes in America, right. also, uh, who have grown up playing video games, also, and they're saying, no, no, we we can change. We don't have to let this, uh, you know, through the through the arc of the game, we can change. We can we can uh, move beyond what our initial training was, and we can you know open our mind and expand our horizons. And uh, become exactly new people, redefine ourselves.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like Kratos says in the game, it's like we must be better.
0: You know. Yes, um, we must be better. Yeah, this it's fantastic. It's yeah, so good. Nice. Uh, what a game. What? A, yes. <laughs> what a game. Oh, and so yeah. when you're not uh, just being completely, uh, you know, enthralled by these char- uh, charismatic. Uh, wistful scary sometimes characters in the game um you know it's full of beautiful landscapes and some of uh the best uh i i don't want to say best is kind of hard one of the most rewarding combat systems i think i've ever had the pleasure of playing with um absolutely it's tough without like unequivocally it is a it can be a hard grueling game um But once you start to master the combo system and you learn how to exploit different aspects of the weaknesses of the different monsters and things like that, it becomes this, uh, like, totally amazing thing.
1: Right. And I think it would be difficult to talk to talk about the combat system without talking
0: about the Valkyries. Oh, man. (laughs) Have you...
1: Have you? How many of those have you taken
0: now? All right, I, w- I will. Full disclosure: I completely took a bath on that. I went. I fought three of them, and mm. each one I died at least ten times. And I mm-hmm. said, "No, this is not for me." No, you need to get back in there, dude. <laughs> <laughs> they,
1: they, uh, I'm serious. It's 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 so fascinating to me because you've heard me go on and off about uh, Dark Souls. Yeah, uh, of course. You know, blessed I, I, Dark I, Souls. You know, I yes. feel- yeah i feel like a lot of a lot of people talk about uh dark it, it would be difficult to talk about th- like 3d over-the-shoulder combat without talking about dark souls right yeah um there, in in what's that
0: i was gonna say that that um from software action rpg uh combat thing is definitely like a part of the seasoning here of god of wars yes. action yes
1: in my opinion, though, and I feel like it, maybe it's just a person. I think it's just a personality uh, personality difference, right? Mm-hmm. So with uh, Dark Souls, I completed them all. I didn't play two because I heard it was bad. And I just, you know, I was trying to kind of steamroll my way through the series. So I yeah. played them all. I I, I love them after hating them for so long. I really, really like them. Uh, but I think with the difference here being that god of war just out on a base level has a lot of there's a lot of tiny things that they do that make it you know and i know this is subjective but they make it more satisfying right yes they i was i you know again if you look on this has been said elsewhere but if you look on like sony's blog the playstation blog for example you can see youtube videos of uh, how they did the the ik the inverse kinematics in uh-huh. the combat system where yep. like when uh when yeah you know what i mean like when he, he his axe uh makes contact with uh, a bad guy it's sort of like his his elbow will kind of move in- independently from the axe and it just gives it this like really visceral fun you know and that's like you said every uh every fight is fun like it's just the best You know, I will. I you and I are in agreement that it is the best, like 3D action adventure combat system. I think I might have ever played. Like it's so satisfying on every level. And so, uh, moving on to the how that relates to the Valkyries. Every Valkyrie has their own pattern, right? Mm -hmm. Which is the amazing thing. This is kind of like where I was bringing up the Dark Souls influence here. Mm -hmm. Uh, That every Valkyrie has their own pattern, right? Right. So, so. After a while, I mean, yeah, you're going to get crushed many, many times. But then after a while, you realize, OK, so when she flies in the air and does this, Atreus hits her with an arrow. She goes down on her knees. You have to run over and hit her. And But I can only get like three hits in before she gets back up. And then she does that. And so you start to see the pattern. Right. Mm. And then so the second my second playthrough I was able to, I, I didn't play all the Valkyries, you know, because I kind of stuck around after my first playthrough and I platinumed it. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I, you know, destroyed all the Valkyries, but like it was, so I just kind of played, <laughs> kind of dip my toes back in the water and go, okay, am I actually better at this the second time around? Like, how do they feel fighting them the second time around knowing Once everything? you know everything, uh, yeah. Right. And it totally is a skill-based thing. It's it's like we go back to Dark Souls, like it's, it's that game is totally skill-based where- yeah someone who's played for 30 hours is gonna definitely have an advantage over someone that hasn't played before so with god of war it's the same thing i was able to and some of them not even by the skin of my teeth i was able to just destroy them and so it is so cool that they added that like you don't even but it's like you said you don't even have to fight them like they're not right it's totally completely yeah, like optional if, if exactly like if you don't want to have the feeling of throwing your controller across the room you just don't just don't play it like yeah uh do what you did and kind of go in and go okay that's that's maybe not for me yeah Uh, and the fascinating thing and this is all i'll say on this just because i could talk about it forever uh yeah yeah the the fascinating thing to me is when you start fighting the valkyrie queen so after you do uh complete all the valkyries there's like a did you see that part in the the on the map where it's like a valkyrie there's a bunch of chairs in a circle, and it's like they're, uh, it's like a shrine to the Valkyries.
0: I'm not sure. I may have seen it on the map, but I didn't pay much attention to it. Ah, uh, so if you put all of their helmets
1: on their respective chairs in the shrine, it opens up a rift, and uh, you fight the Valkyrie Queen, right? Jeez, and she. Is that is the most challenging video game encounter I've ever had? It mm. it is. She has it, it. It's so brilliant, though, man. It's like micro patterns is the way I have it. I describe it in my head, you know, where it's uh-huh. not. It's not like so. Like you know, going back to Dark Souls, like or with Bloodborne, for example, like the the cleric beast. Like yeah. every I've only I've never died to the cleric beast past my first run through or my first. Uh, playthrough of that game right right so in the second in the second uh run through i just just destroyed it you know because i knew the patterns like i could see when it would do this thing i knew it was about to grab me and pick me up and so but with even after playing the game after playing god of war for so long the Valkyrie Queen would still be a challenge to you because she doesn't have a big pattern like that. She has a bunch of tiny patterns. So when she flies up in the air, for example, is she going to come down and crush you, like like land on you with her foot and take off like three quarters of your health? Or is she going to do this other thing? Like, But you have to like pivot your strategy. I mean... On the fly, like literally hmm. every move she makes could be could have two or three different permutations. And if you don't do it right, you're going to get I mean, you're mm-hmm. going to get slaughtered. So anyways, I, again, I, I'm going to stop talking about it because I can talk about it forever. It's just it's brilliant. <laughs> like, it's so yeah. good, dude. It Yeah. And yeah, love it. I uh, yeah. And then, again, with uh, the. Uh, the fire realm. Oh, sort of the right. The challenges Muspelheim. Muselheim. Yeah. Muspelheim. Like that's that that's what I wanted in that game. And so I was like, man, I really enjoy the combat and I like the the exploration. But can I just fight without really having and then there you have it like they
0: they it's not DLC. <laughs> like, no, no, it's just like a, and it's just a slugfest. Yeah. And if if yeah. anything, pl- I would encourage players to go to Muselheim just to sharpen your co- your combo skills like yeah. just spend a little bit of time in that first ring Because it teaches you so much about what to expect from enemy patterns and what you can really do to chain your attacks together, and I think without having played through Musselheim, I probably wouldn't have rolled the you know latter third of the game so easily. Um, Mm -hmm. It definitely like sharpened my skill set quickly. Yeah, for sure. And I also wasn't able to finish (laughs) Musselheim. And I also wasn't able to finish it There were like oh. challenge rooms where I couldn't I couldn't like kill All four things at the same time And I couldn't figure out <laughs> yeah. why They would just like I would get the last one And then another one would spawn and I and it was just like I can't I don't know why I'm not able To get them all
1: Oh and, and guess what's at the top
0: Of Muspelheim? Oh god a Valkyrie? The Valkyrie! <laughs> <laughs> Is there one in the? There's one in the mists place too, isn't there? Yeah, I almost thought that was a joke when I saw it. I w- like,
1: I was struggling with Niflheim yeah. because the mists. It's, it's again just so brilliant. Like it's it's an all or nothing yeah. risk reward based. Uh, and it is.
0: Uh, it world. is punishing.
1: Yeah, exactly. But it's it's you can either. It's like gambling, right? Like I yeah. can either take it all, or I can go home empty-handed, right? Yep. And so uh, it's just fantastic. But then, as you go around, um, uh, that there's like a, it's kind of like a diamond, you know, and every corner of yeah. the diamond has another encounter. And as you go around, I noticed that there's like a little side area, and I was like, oh, that's that's kind of cool. Maybe it's like so. It's like if I just want to uh, go further out of my way, I can get rewarded even more. Mm-hmm. And then I saw the Valkyrie in the middle of this arena, and I, like, I like laughed to myself when I saw it. I was like, this has got to be a joke. Are you kidding me? <laughs> this is my like, this ex- is my
0: reward. Thanks, Corey. Yeah, they ex- yeah exactly. A little they expect note. me
1: to fight this thing as I'm slowly dying from this mist, but, uh, man, it's just fantastic. Again, uh, never felt unfair. It was
0: difficult, but it never felt like they were just... Yeah, I I will say getting that. Getting their jollies off by steamrolling. <laughs> no, there didn't seem to be this... Um... Yeah, there wasn't this like, it's sort of like, gosh, yeah, they weren't, they definitely were not like, they weren't trying to like punish, they're not ever trying to punish you. They're just like, it, it is sort of like the get good thing, but it is very, very balanced. Like, the better you are at the combos, the better you are at like watching and watching telegraphed movement and all that stuff in the game, the better, the more you'll succeed in those fights. And this kind of brings me to my, like, my, like... Um, this sort of brings me to the the apex of what I, what I feel like about what makes God of War special, and that is the mm-hmm. idea that the game is a game of really excellent contrasts. Um, mm-hmm. There is this sort of gorgeous but uh, derelict world. It feels like it's kind of dying in some way. You've got Kratos, who is this very, like, uh, dark cold, uh, you know, kind of grump dad at first, um, who's contrasted by his son, who is this, like, bright, colorful, artistic, you know, vocal personality. Um, You've got Mimir, who is a head that talks and is, you know, would otherwise be considered like this, like, fairly gruesome token in, like, a Witcher game or something like that. But in this, he's this, like... (laughs) Kind of adorable, friendly uncle figure who's like your buddy and sidekick, and he he brings all this levity to things. You know what I mean? Like there's for every for every dark element, there's this really bright element also. Even the two dwarves, right? Like one of them is this gruff, uncouth, but very skilled person, and the other one is this very uh posh and lavish (laughs) germaphobe yeah a total hydrophobe. he's like he he can barely go outside um and yet (laughs) i think they're a great example of the 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 idea behind every design decision every story decision everything in the game is that there is this uh, this yin and yang concept of there's for every dark thing we have we have to have this shining moment also and they do it in just a number of wonderful ways.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. It's, uh, yeah, it's really great. And uh, even they, the way they made me care about the, uh, uh, the shop, you yeah. know, like they made me care about the, the shop, like how I, uh, and their work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So at the very end of the game, when Sindri goes up to Brock and he is, uh, Working on something, and he goes, "Oh, we'll just fold it in with some scap slag or something." You know, like he was giving him hints, and then in the new game plus, scap slag is your new resource. You know, so oh, they even interesting, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's super cool, man. Yeah, they they went deep. They they left nothing on the table with this game. Yeah, the, the way they made me care deep, about
0: that, you know, that is super fascinating. That's like a super deep again. Like, like I think I think you 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 said it said it best. Like they just they just kind of connected everything <laughs> they, you right. know they, there's there's nothing left left to waste it's all it's a very complete smartly polished package
1: absolutely yeah it took an entire team five years to make like five years you'd be different people by that time oh, that yeah. game
0: was finished like it's, it's They've fantastic had kids. man I like, Half the team yeah. probably had kids while they're you know while they're working on yeah. it who are now out of kindergarten. We're now out definitely. of
1: kindergarten.
0: <laughs> so it's,
1: uh, yeah, no, it's it's fantastic, man. Like I, like it's been a banner year for gaming in general. But God of War is,
0: they absolutely deserve the Game of the Year. Yes, uh, without a doubt. Lord, like if yeah. if I had to like if I had to pick one game from 2018 and say this was not only the best game this year but arguably the best title that has been put on the playstation this generation god of war feels like that for me uh, i feel like if i was gonna say best in the generation it's a close tie with bloodborne for uh for that for that seat of just yes. memorable infinitely replayable uh is full of interest and like like you know like it can be mined infinitely for fun. and <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I think even that, if you know the twists and turns, like it's still. Yeah, like, even if you, yeah. and that's the interesting thing. is like, you know, we've talked a lot about the ending of the game or we've, t- we've given away some pieces to the ending of the game. But honestly, like even knowing some of that, like I thought I had, spo- I'll tell you this, I thought I had spoiled parts of the game for myself when I first started playing it. <laughs> and then I started playing it. And when I got to the moments that I thought I had ruined for myself, that mm. wasn't it, it like it's like it didn't matter i was like oh yeah. this thing is happening right now that i remember seeing oh this isn't like this moment isn't somehow going to break the rest of my experience and it did not right. kill the rest of my enjoyment if anything it just made me even more excited for what was in front of me so um you know i, right. I encourage everybody who's listening to this like get god of war Get it for your PlayStation. Play it to death. You've got a, you've got a Christmas break in front of you, and hopefully the the glory and shining brightness that will be 2019 ahead. So, it's a it's a great time to uh, be a PlayStation owner at this you know at Absolutely. this point. If you don't have a PlayStation, get one. Go it's get a PlayStation. Good. Yeah, it that <laughs> it's good. that good. Like this, the the games that have come out this year on PlayStation. If you don't own a PlayStation, you might as well just go get one because you've got. God of War, yeah. Horizon, Spider Man, um, Red Dead, Bloodborne. It just, what I mean, what more do you want? Like that will keep you busy yeah. f- for literally ever if you're a casual gamer. Uh,
1: there, I just thought of something I wanted to ask
0: you about God of War. Yeah,
1: have you have you gone
0: home yet? Yes, yes, I did go home. I did go home. What did you think of that? That like again, it's just like. It's just more icing. I'm like, yeah. Fu- yeah. Let's see it. When is it? Just drop it, Corey. Come on. We're waiting. I'm now anxiously waiting for this next <laughs> chapter of uh Tom Foolery. Like it's uh Do you think
1: that
0: uh, Go ahead. Uh, you're talking about you're talking about the thing that that they jump ahead for? Oh yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Thor. Uh-huh. Yeah.
1: No, it was fantastic. Red Dead Two yeah. does that
0: a lot too. Like
1: you can go like it doesn't tell you to do something uh it just when you do it what happens when you go somewhere or do something is exactly what you think is going to happen like the game shouts back at you when you shout at it you know what i mean and so i think that god of War did that where like at the very end the the character said all right well let's go home you know yeah and then you didn't have to like they didn't they didn't put a a icon on the map or anything but i knew where Uh, home was (laughs) yep you knew where home was and you just got and it's the same thing it's like between that and red dead 2 again with red dead 2 you just when you do something exactly what you think is going to happen the game rewards you i guess i shouldn't say exactly what you think is going to happen happens but the game does reward you when you do stuff like that so it's been a cool a cool theme this year i think specifically in gaming that god of war kind of kicked that off you know just because it came out soonest in the year you know yeah but uh, that's been a great theme in gaming is games reacting to you in like it, it's reacting to what you you do with it in a, yeah. in a positive way. Yeah.
0: All right, man. Well, thank you again so much for giving me your time and chatting about this uh, excellent piece of interactive art and media that we call the God of War. It has been my pleasure. Thank you for having me on the podcast. Yeah, anytime man, anytime.